Welcome home. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Graham. And this podcast is the home at class you wish you'd been offered. We're two moms aspiring to create gracious homes that are welcoming and functional, all while dealing with real life schedules, budgets, and children. Stick with us and we'll share and show what we know, what we've learned, where we've messed up, and how to fix it. For everything we can't make up, we'll bring in the best experts we can find. You're listening to Welcome Home. Is it cool to walk the streets with a latte, order your dinner with extra salt, or ride up in the front seat of a taxi? You'll find out what's hot and what's not around the globe. We'll talk a little bit manners, a lot of international protocol, and a whole bunch of what we do in America that's totally confusing to the rest of the world. Plus, why the World Series may have baseball fans live in a lie, go-to karaoke song ideas, and why we're serving dinner on our salad plates. All that and more on today's episode of Welcome Home. Welcome home, Kirsten. Welcome home, Graham. And welcome guests and listeners to the Welcome Home podcast. Kirsten, I love to surprise you with fun outlines. So I've been doing some research and I came up with something that's a little bit etiquette So there's a lot of etiquette in here. Um, a little Is bit- etiquette a word? No, but you can add like a Y or an ish to anything these days. Good. And people love I it. They support, I support it. that. They eat it up. Ish. Like esque. It's etiquette-esque too. Yes. I like esque. Esque and ish and e are popular um, add-ons and it makes you sound all sciency. Okay. <laughs> Uh, this was cool. Uh, this is 37 things. This is an article from Red Book, and I saw it reposted in a bunch of different places, but it's kind of like, it makes you think a little bit international. Like how, how do we stack up in this wide, wide world? Right. Cause we think we're just the Kings and Queens of everything we do, but the truth is we're not. And odds are people are. It's odd that you said Kings and Queens for a country that is specifically known for not embracing the monarchy. <laughs> 37 things Americans do that confuse the rest of the world. And okay, you guys, some behind the scenes stuff here. Graham and I, a lot of times, will um, collaborate on ideas. We'll like be just on our phones, chattering around. I read an interesting article. I heard an interesting podcast. We should talk about XYZ. And then occasionally, I just get an invitation to edit Google Doc, which means Graham <laughs> has, has laid her flag and said, this is the show we're going to do. And, then, and it's, then it's always this passive-aggressive song and dance of, Graham, you, you really think the listeners are going to like that one? She's like, oh, the listeners are going to love it. And you know what? <laughs> Often she is right. But this is one of those, um, are you sure you want to do that? Do you want to maybe take some time, maybe tape next week? Nope, Kirsten, this is, this is a winner. So. This is a gold mine, gold pod. I like the words hodgepodge and miscellany. And if I can find a list that I feel like has a lot of those together, yeah. <laughs> I feel good about it. Okay, so just to dive in so everyone can get it. No, no, no. Just so everyone knows that when you when you see this episode, you're going to see flags all over the place. They're Graham flags. Um, but Graham, before we dive into this, and I actually did read the outline and it does sound like like we shall have some we shall have some witty banter to discuss. But before we do that, we have to talk about my favorite thing on the planet. Carbona. <laughs> we love Carbona. You guys are probably sick of hearing about Carbona. But guess what? We're not sick of talking about it because we love Carvana. Um, You guys, what these people are is they're people who are passionate, aggressively serious about keeping life clean. They have been around for more than a century, more than a century. They're wholeheartedly obsessed with all things clean. And so they've developed a wide range of solutions from laundry care to carpet care that deliver impressive results. They're very science savvy. You guys, each of these products is scientifically formulated to effectively take on the task at hand. So what does that mean? That means stain devils, specific stain remover, not a multi-purpose stain remover because no two stains are alike. 
two-in-one carpet cleaners that uses foam technology, pet and odor stain removers, color grabber, which is, if you have not tried the color grabber, literally life-changing. You throw in this little sheet in your washing machine, you can wash lights and darks together, and they do not run. Life-changing people. So if you would like to try 20% off your first order, go to Carbana.com and use the code Welcome Home. Again, that's Carbana.com, C-A-R-B-O-N-A, and use the code Welcome Home, all one word, to save 20%. Thank you, Carbana, and happy cleaning, listeners. You will thank us. You will thank Bona. Um, all right. Drinking coffee on the go. Wait, wait do we um, just like source this since we're just completely ripping off this article? That's what I said. Red book, Kirsten. What about the author? Beth Ann. Specifically, Beth Ann Macaluso, Adam Schubach, and Carol Ladd. Three of our most intrepid reporters, East reporters, contributed to said article. Thanks, Beth Ann. Beth Ann. It's a good list. Here's the proxy that I run Adam things and through. Cara. If I read a list and I don't know everything. No, it is. I was actually genuinely thanking them. That was, a, it's a good article. <laughs> it's, a, it's actually well done. I give it up for Redbook. Okay. Do you drink your coffee on the go? I mean, I am so majorly prone to this. That is a real etiquette faux pas for the majority of the world. You do not, they do not like it. They do not smile upon it. It is not a thing. Don't you remember that though from like studying abroad? Like all the people standing outside the Italian coffee shops, cafes, as one would call them. Right. And remember how we'd always ask for to-go cups and they'd have nothing to do. Like they would have like, the most terrible to-go cups. Like, can you give us a cup with a lid on it or something? And they'd give you some makeshift thing that didn't hold hot coffee. Like it's travel abroad and nobody is traveling with drinks on the go. Like the okay. whole craze, the whole way that we drive around with like bottled, even bottled water. That's the thing. They're not doing that. Okay. Go- but- and nobody walks I down. know we're, we're already, this is, this is point one on the list. We're already going down rabbit hole. But have you been following the serious controversy? And as someone who is from the Northeast, like this should really ring true to you. The Starbucks, um, not Starbucks, the Dunkin' Donuts coffee foam cup devotees versus the environmentalists who are like, this is the worst thing. We have to stop this. Oh, because they're still using stuff. No, I have not followed it, but I do. I'm very familiar because I love Dunkin' Donuts. That's I love Dunkin' Donuts. And yeah. the reason I said Northeast, because it is like, I think generally, would you say that you think they're probably more popular in the Northeast Dunkin' Donuts? Yeah, they're a Boston company. I mean, they were started in Massachusetts. Okay. I'm a, Anyone who I knows their Dunkin' when lived, heritage. When we lived up in upstate, there was a lot more. And they're Dunkin' now because they're trying to get away from the donut section oh. even though they were originally known for donuts oh their coffee is so much better than starbucks i can't stand so starbucks good. It's but, so good but you know people love these but dunkin donuts is really in is in kind of a jam because they've got these loyal diehard fans that love the foam cups mm-hmm. then they've also got people saying you know like these foam cups are, are bad news totally well, it's like chick-fil-a my god like how many you know styrofoam things they're giving out when did we become environmental crusaders kirsten you and i yeah I don't, I'm becoming one. Honestly, have you heard about the Amazon? I've been, there was, I was listening to a piece on NPR yesterday about how much of the Amazon is burning. And I had this whole long train of thought to myself about, you know, it's 20% of the world's oxygen and basically Brazil's not doing a good job. You know, they're deforesting it, blah, blah, blah. But this NPR reporter was so passionate and so worked up over the issue, which usually they're supposed to be very monotone, you know, deliver the news as it was that I honestly started hyperventilating. Like he scared me while I was listening to this. He was going, and the oxygen, and we're not going to have any, and maybe it's too late, and we're going down a rabbit hole, and we're not going to be able to fix it. And he's, and then I started picturing like my world with a fifth less of air, and mm-hmm. I couldn't breathe. Mm-hmm. So You know what's interesting? Anyway. You, know how, you know how my dad 
he's back now. He's back on land. For those of you following along on my dad's voyage at home, how my dad went by himself to Honolulu and then, and he's also, how old's my dad? He's, I'm 40, so he's, no, he's 72. And he, um, he took a sailboat across the Pacific, like a, like a, they, and I heard from this, they, they didn't even sleep, Graham. They did three hour shifts. So you would have three hours of sleeping and then you're back up on the sailboat getting back to um, California. But they went from Honolulu, California. And you know what he said when he came back? Like, we're like, dad, tell us all about it, obviously. And his biggest takeaway was he's like, you would not believe how polluted the ocean is. Yeah. It's a big deal. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not a myth. Um, okay. The rest of the world is on to something with this stop with your to-go coffees, but I need my to-go coffee, but I do, I take mine in a Tervis tumbler mm-hmm. and I just take my own because I actually like the coffee I make at home better than most restaurant coffee. I do too. I'm, I don't buy coffee. Okay. Well, it's going to take us a long time to get to this 37. So we don't have to do everything, but use a single colored currency. So allegedly we are very provincial in the fact that we just use the green and black design. Most other countries have rainbow colored bills, metallic accents. I don't know. That's not that interesting. On to the next one. And um, I drew, my daughter would love that, a rainbow colored bill. Glitter, maybe. Honestly, these days we could just put a unicorn in the center. <laughs> Do you know that unicorn's the official animal of Scotland? I think I did hear that. I might have told you that because it's uh, because my daughter did Scotland for her, for her country project because she found out the unicorn was the official animal. That seems like something that Iceland would have had. No brainers are too sensible for that. Okay, supersize everything. We know that. <laughs> America has three sizes: large, larger, and largest. From supersize to indulgent feasts. Um, that's true. I had to. We were talking about this when uh, off air, Graham and I do chat off air. When I had to go to Circle K to get an icy because my throat was so sore. Remember oh, that? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Graham. I went and I looked for a small, and it wasn't available. This is I why didn't... America's overweight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we were actually, oh, no, this is interesting. We were at Legoland a few weeks ago, and I was watching. It was a breakfast buffet, and it's included with your hotel. And I was watching all the different people, like, load up their plates. It's disgusting watching people at a buffet sometimes. I bet your plate was reasonable size. It was, of course. That's like um, when I went to Fo- made, I made my husband take me to Fogo de Chao just because I liked the name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then we left. I'm like, I'm not subsidizing people's meat. Like I'm wait, never, you didn't, wait, you didn't, oh, because you never eat your fill, right? No, I just went there and I'm like, gosh, wait a minute. So I'm supposed to basically, I'm incentivized to eat till I'm sick? So no. Eat till you're sick. It's Yeah, amazing. I don't want to, yeah, I have no desire. Like well, that was like, it's such a turnoff to me. Yes, that was the one time we went to the melting pot. Harrison and I went to the melting pot like 20 years ago and we still joke that we can't, but I love fondue. It's a fondue but, restaurant. But that's not, that's not all you can eat though. I don't know. Something about it put us over the top. Like the fact that you were just eating melted cheese as much as you want. But no, that's not all you can eat. No, melting pot's great. I love fondue pot places. This was just like, I don't even know what. How when was the last time you made fondue? I went to fondue last fall. I went to a fondue restaurant in Telluride. It was still oh, that's cool. That is really cool, but that's uh-huh. very shishi. Well, actually, I'm in a book club that does fondue every Christmas. I think that's we do fond- It's me, Graham. I do actually quite a bit of fondue. Yeah, that's true. It's you. Okay. I love customizing cheese. restaurant orders. Apparently that is a huge faux pas. So in some foreign cultures, uh, they take pride in their cuisine. It's considered uncouth to request condiments to adjust your meal to taste. Requesting a bottle of ketchup or salt that isn't already on the table will get you some major side eye from your server. Okay. This was interesting. Customizing restaurant orders versus, they, I feel like they kind of combine two things here because I oftentimes I'm trying, I'm really trying, I'm getting older. I'm trying to like chill out on the salt intake, 
but I have asked for salt before and I've sometimes felt like annoyed. But you know, it's a faux pas. You first have to taste. I I knew, of course, of course, of course I do. But then it's like, it's, it's so frustrating. So it's like, I want what I want, but you, you do realize like you are being rude and I know I'm being rude and I'm trying to, now I don't really request salt anymore. But it's an interesting concept. I like it. That's why I think we're going to do an episode on international dining etiquette because you might as well know what's going on in the rest of the world. Right. But I know I kind of, well, I feel like I already knew that asking for extra salt was a faux pas at a nice restaurant, but that's different than like customizing restaurant orders. Oh, and see, I grew up in the land of customized restaurant orders. Like right. I have I the like Swiss chard on the side. Don't let this, the salad dressing touch it. I'd like the salad dressing, you know, whatever. Extra fris- crispy on the French fries. You know, no oil, no butter on my swordfish. It makes it sound like I didn't. It was a very, like, you basically, you were encouraged to customize your restaurant order. I you know what I watched the other day and I hadn't watched it in years? When's the last time you watched When Harry Met Sally? Oh, yeah. Remember that? But I'd like it on the side. On the side's a very big thing for you. Do you remember that? Yes. That's a, <laughs> that's a great scene. I need so to watch that movie again. When I first saw this, I thought it was asking asking for customized stuff as opposed to asking for, like, you didn't know it's basically just if you go into a restaurant and they have something listed you point to what you want from the menu and they should bring you what you're getting Mm -hmm. that's it okay okay next thing requesting doggy bags that's apparently not done many european eateries turn up their nose at the idea of taking food to go in their view it's a health hazard that could potentially lead to food poisoning it's probably some legitimacy to that They've made it illegal for restaurants to deny doggy bags if they're requested um, because they thought there was too much food waste. But a lot of people don't like doggy bags. You know what I like is when they do the doggy bags that are like shaped like a swan. That doesn't happen as much anymore. But do you remember that? Very 80s. Super 80s, but pretty amazing. Like when was the last time you got like your meat wrapped up as a swan? It's been a while. Okay. Um, Require a ton of ice. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm I'm more of a foreigner on this one. I think so too. I think ice is done. I, I'm always cold, so I don't love a ton of ice. Giving a thumbs up. <laughs> thumbs That's up. so interesting. Yeah, giving a thumbs up is basically like raising your middle finger in Australia, Greece, and the Middle East. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but I feel like at this point though, like American culture has so permeated as far as like movies and stuff that people would know what you were talking about it wasn't it wouldn't be like what do you mean does that make sense you think oh you think but they'll just forgive you but maybe they'll think you're not as intelligent if you use that's sure. like, i heard that about giving the okay sign i heard that was pretty dirty too oh really okay um interesting. okay interesting uh, i will i will make a note of it paying sales, like it. paying sales tax Oh, well, I'd be happy to be a foreigner. Okay, so (laughs) foreigners who come to the U.S. for a little retail therapy are usually warned that prices are not what they seem. In other countries, the taxes... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Yeah, how taxes are included other places. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, it's like when you go to a restaurant and we're always looking to tip and they don't want you to Oh, we don't. You're getting ahead of yourself because I saw that. Oh, is that a thing? Okay. Yeah, that's a thing. so many. All 37. Uh, This is on the list. We'll skip the next one. Um, what? Why? No, there's only like, 37. Okay, holding a World Series. Every October, our baseball teams compete. In, oh, yeah. So this is very narrow-minded of us. Like, when we have World Series, <laughs> nobody else in the world is participating. <laughs> I thought that was funny. That is yeah. pretty funny. It's a little bit egocentric. Our team the best in the world in a competition that doesn't operate internationally is baffling to foreigners. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny because because baseball is just American. No, but baseball is not just American. 
Yeah, but nobody else is competing. We're the only ones like holding a World Series just with our United States teams, except oh. sometimes the Canadian teams play. Right, but are, don't we get um, don't we get like lots of great baseball players from foreign countries? That's fair. So like, it's not like it's just a sport we're playing. Like, it's one thing if you're like, it's just like, it's American ball. And then like, it's the World Series of American ball. But like, this is an international sport. That is pretty funny. Because we're recruiting. Okay, but so on to the next one, referring to ourselves simply as America. It's sometimes we forget that we're not the only America in the world. South America, North America. There's a whole website. Central America. Dedicated to explaining this common mistake. There's so a lot you're of supposed, and I remember that too. Like okay, again, like this is, I guess, why you have to go, why you have to travel. This is why you have to travel. To so you the learn world. these things. Like you started realizing, like, oh, everyone else says you're from the states, right? You know, you're like, what are you talking about? I'm an American. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, they do call it the states. I the love that. States, yes. Yeah. But then okay. again, you come back and you're like, oh, I'm back in the States and everyone's rolling their eyes like you're so pretentious. So there's nowhere to win. There's nowhere there's to win. Nowhere to win. Absolutely. Um, our love of consuming all things pumpkin. Oh, wait, that's just an American thing? Yeah, I thought everyone liked pumpkins. But apparently know. we're nuts over pumpkins. The rest of the world just sees them as another member of the squash family. Yeah, that's lame. I think people should try a little more pumpkin in their life. Yeah, just because just because Americans are smarter than everyone to know that the squash is the best. Thanks <laughs> to all of our wonderful of foreign listeners. We should have some. We have some really sweet foreign listeners who've written to us before, y'all. If you're we where's Freddie from Germany? <laughs> yeah, Freddie, Freddie. <laughs> if you're from if you're from elsewhere and you're listening to this show, please tell us. Please write you're to from us and tell us not America <laughs> from from somewhere other than America, the states. If you're from. <laughs> okay, Graham. I think we need to take. I think we need to take a quick little break and tell everyone about our sponsors. Absolutely. All American companies. <laughs> We're kidding. I hope everyone gets that. That's a big <laughs> one. All right. Speaking of, maybe this is the service we need. Better help. It's mental health counseling. Online counseling. Graham there for you that. when you need it. Yeah. Just kidding. Uh, you know, I'm a huge fan of therapy. Everybody needs it. Everyone needs therapy. BetterHelp connects you with professional counselors in a safe and private online environment. It's incredibly convenient. If you have any kind of issue, depression, stress, anxiety, relationship issue, trauma issues, anything you share is absolutely confidential. There are over 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states. And this is a neat concept. Like you can do this and get help from the comfort of your own home. It can be by text, FaceTime, phone call, any way. Um, you can start communicating with someone in under 24 hours. We have a really cool discount. So basically, if you go to betterhelp.com slash welcome home and use the discount code welcome home, all one word, you'll get 10% off your first month. Um, you can fill out a questionnaire. It'll help BetterHelp assess your needs and get you matched with the perfect counselor. So again, betterhelp.com slash welcome home, all one word. Use the code welcome home and you'll get 10% off. That's worth a shot. I mean, honestly. Uh, you know what I'm thinking about too is I had such bad postpartum depression when um, yeah. when my first one was born. Right. How great would it have been to have access to a service like this? Where you something like spring like, cleaning. Yeah. Like I mean, I'm sure I've got something I could chat about. No, I mean, seriously, just to, but I mean, tr- trying to figure out childcare and scheduling, how much better would it have been to just... Wow. What a great service. So thank you, BetterHelp, for all the great work you're doing. And thank you for your sponsorship of the show. We also have just one more time, you guys, because I can't, you know, it's like a, it's cr- I need to talk to someone about my, my issue with not being able to go a few minutes without talking about Carbona. You guys, 
Again, we love Carbona. Serious about clean. Go to Carbona.com to save 20% and use the code Welcome Home. Again, it's Carbona.com. Use the code Welcome Home and you will save 20%. Um, one great thing to try is the washing machine cleaner. It uses active activated charcoal to attract the odor causing residue. And this is the first um, washing machine cleaner to ever use use activated charcoal. I don't know why that's so hard to say, but it really does change the smell of your washing machine. And you don't, it's one of those things where it's equal parts awesome to clean your washing machine and get to experience this. And then also horrifying because you're like, how disgusting was my washing machine? But I used it. I loved it. Um, you guys, their products are so great. I've absolutely loved the Stain Devils. It has saved more clothes than I can count. And if you can save 20% off these products, I would definitely give them a try. Carbona has been around for more than a century and they are very serious about cleanliness. So thank you, Carbono. We cannot say enough about how much we have in our own lives used your products and adored them. And I know all of our listeners would really benefit. So thanks, Carbona. All right. How about writing the date out of order? That's weird. Um, well, who got to decide that? Who got to decide that? I don't know. But you know how when you're on the airplane and they hand you that um, immigration form and you always mess it up and have to scribble it out because they do it differently when you're traveling abroad? Like the day, month, year is all messed up because we write the month, the day, and the year. But the way that it's done for the rest of the world, for the most part, is the day, the month, and the year. I feel like that, I don't know. I feel like as, as businesses get more international and things get more online, I don't know. I feel like I've seen it done both ways. I always have to check what they're asking for, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm misspeaking. It would be nice if we switched something. You know, like I think for, we should go to the Graham system. No. Oh, oh, oh I see. Ha, 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 ha. No, I don't like the metric system. You know how I feel about that. That's what I meant to say, the metric system. Yes, we're kilometers. I love measuring things in kilometers. I don't at all. And you you say that because you've never had to live under the harsh, tyrannical rule of the metric system, but I have. When? Well, I feel like via the military, Uh, everything was like military time or 24-hour time or whatever you call it. And it was always like clicks. There were certain clicks. And I didn't know what that meant. Like six clicks this way. I'm like, what the heck is a click? I'm not in the military. I just I married someone. Know. I don't know what a click is. Now. It's like a kilometer. It's like oh, slang. Okay. Then you have to get into like the metric slang. That's what the cool kids use. That's kind of neat. So we have um, Volkswagen is located right outside of um, Chattanooga here. And so in order to kind of attract all the um, the international talent that was coming to work for Volkswagen for the production plant, they changed a lot of their road signs to not only say how many miles things were, but how many kilometers you were from it. Oh my gosh. Whenever you drive through Total posers. Yeah. It's kind of, I don't know. It's kind of funny. Like it's neat. Okay. Holding baby showers. Okay. That's, That's bad luck. And I've actually known that that's bad luck for a while. Interesting. But I feel like we don't even have them till right before the baby shower. I don't know. I mean, mine was at like six, seven months. That's close enough. You know, so basically- so what is it? Is it just the fear of something will go wrong with the delivery or- Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of like a little jinxy type thing. Like to mm-hmm. us, baby showers seem commonplace, but they're not really a tradition in other parts of the world. Some even consider it bad luck to celebrate a baby before they're born. Um, I mean, yeah. I, mean that, I will say like that thought in, you know, like just in your crazy pregnant mind did kind of- like that did go through my head, like, oh no, I'm so excited, I'm so happy. What if something happens? And right, I, right. I, but I, I think about the practicality of it, and you're saying, right, your God, if I don't buy anything for my baby, like you need yes. to have your stuff in place. Yes, it just seems like what's the alternative? Right, like you need to have. Don't your, be superstitious. You're fine. You know what together? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Another thing is opening gifts in front of the giver. So that's an interesting concept that that's not really done around the world. Okay. In Asian cultures, it's considered rude to open gifts immediately after receiving them. You may be seen as greedy for doing so. Okay. Like, you know, when somebody comes over and they bring you like a little gift bag with, you know, you know that there's a bottle of wine in it and you just pull the bottle of wine out and put it on the counter and say thank you, that that does not fly in other countries. I like that. That's neat. Yeah, I, I see that. But then what if they want you to serve the wine at dinner? See, I usually serve it. Don't you? I'm, ah, that's, that's a great question. I always go back and forth on it. Am I supposed I to like know. this? Yeah. I never know if it's like a bottle that's really nice that they don't want opened or if they want it opened. I have to, it's very tricky. We had the most lovely bottle of wine brought to us. Gosh, I might even, I might even text them and find out what it was because it was so good. Mm-hmm. And, um, you might know, are you, you're pretty good about wine, Graham. It was like a sweet wine, not even sweet. Cause then, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't normally endorse a sweet wine, but it was, you serve it over ice and you just sort of sip it. Do you know what it was? Like I'm going to find out. Gatto or a Riesling? Okay. No, 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 no. It wasn't anything I'd ever heard of before. Was it, it was white or red? It was white. It was delightful. Huh. Okay, I'm going to have to find out what it was. It was so good. Did you open it at the party and have it? Mm-hmm. They told us to. They were like, this will be great to have with dinner. I'm you like, know what's right. good after dinner is limoncello. Have you ever had that? That's a fun drink. I have a bottle of limoncello I've had in my pantry for like six years. I've it's, supposed to be, it's actually supposed to be in your freezer. That's the first thing you can figure out to do with it. Put it in your freezer. You know what? It was a homemade gift one year for Christmas because there's so much citrus around here. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's some friends mentioned. Pop that in your freezer. That's the way it's supposed to go. And you serve that over ice. That would be. That would be nice. We for had summer. actually, for my father-in-law for Father's Day, I gave him like a craft cocktail class at our house. And so we had this lady come last week and teach us how to make two craft, like two specialty craft cocktails with rye, using just rye as the main ingredient. It was so cool. We made this thing that had smoke in it. Like we were smoking the drink. It was very advanced. Hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. So it, was a neat night. it was a fun little thing to do. A little party. Speaking of parties, partying with red solo cups. This one isn't so much of a weird costume as it's just a funny cultural association. The idea of going to a party and drinking out of red solo cups is viewed by the rest of the world as a very American thing to do. This has a lot to do with Hollywood consistently using them in party scenes. The cups are a staple at American theme parties thrown around the world. An American themed party? That's hysterical. Awesome. We need to get invited to one of those. Freddie from Germany, if you're still listening, we would like to be invited to an American themed party. Not in America. Actually, that's not true. When we lived in Africa for a while, we threw a 4th of July barbecue that was really fun. Like we made guac. It took us forever to find all the foods. We made hamburgers and guacamole and corn on the cob. And it was, it took us like three weeks to find all the ingredients to throw our American theme party. My husband and I were trying to think of something to do for July 4th because our kids were at summer camp. We we're just kind of like last minute or whatever. And we're like three hours from Mexico. And we call this resort and we're like, what are you guys doing for July 4th? They're like, we're having an American party. We're going to have hamburgers and hot dogs. And, and I'm like, do, should we travel abroad to go to an American theme party? And we just like, we're like, no, we just can't do that. Yeah, we are the worst people ever. We, we're coming to your country to celebrate our country. But you know what is funny is so Harrison growing up, you know, because he grew up in Alabama just thought that like it was only people in Alabama who love the song Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> you know how they play that like all over the world and everyone just loves it. And, the, and I mean, we grew up jamming out to it. So, mm-hmm. so it's oh, just one of those things like the red solo cups in Sweet Home Alabama. You think that's just, well, like I used to think that we just had this particular love of that song, New York, New York. 
but apparently more than home, but no one can relate to it but you. Right, exactly. That's really yeah. That's really funny. Wait, I want to tell you also about the red solo cups. Um, I was karaokeing a few months ago. Okay. And uh, because you know, you've been to my favorite karaoke bar. Absolutely. Okay. Just just can you just endorse it for the listeners so people don't think I'm crazy? Is it not the most fun place you've ever been in your life? It's well, everywhere you take me is the most fun place ever. But we, this was before your wedding. We went to this karaoke bar with your whole family. I still hold that up. We should have done a better job. We weren't really on our game, but yes, it is a fun place. We didn't do as well as we could have. Well, we mean, it's, it's a great, it's a great little karaoke bar. Lots of hidden talent in there. But, um, but I'm always like, I need a good go-to karaoke song. Like that's a really important thing to have in your life, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. And your and first have, you, have you heard that song, Red Solo Cup? Yes. Oh, that is a good song. It's such a crowd pleaser. If anybody's looking for a karaoke song, I've seen it done and it was a hit. Because so. everyone else can sing to it. Yeah. yeah it just makes people sing. happy. Okay. You know how Janet Ellsbach um, on the last show we did was saying, you need to know what your personal comfort food is, like your little things. Mm-hmm. You need to know your karaoke song. You need to know your karaoke song. You can't get up there and be like, I've just, I've always... I'm going to give something a little try. No, you got to be solid. <laughs> you got to be solid. And nothing that hits too many high notes. You got to really think through the song. Mm, yes. Requiring personal space. Okay. We love our personal space here in the U.S. Invasion of that space is a social situation, especially when a stranger makes us feel uncomfortable. And it sometimes seems unnecessarily aggressive. Foreign yeah. travel blogs advise it's best to give Americans space during conversation and note that even minimal physical contact is a bit too intimate for most. Wow. I feel like we sound like a very high maintenance culture. We really do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tip almost everyone. Restaurant goers outside the U.S. rarely worry about leaving tips for wait staff. Mm-hmm. Of course, they abroad, they do learn, earn a higher hourly wage than their American counterparts. So... It's just just different structure of paying. Okay, that's great. Oh, I got a story. Okay, the next one on the list is following strict alcohol laws. So, of course, you know, like here we are, um, you know, we limit alcohol consumption to 21. So, you know, basically a lot of places, you know, <laughs> I used to remember whenever you were on a cruise ship, you were so excited when you hit international waters because um, then, you know, it dropped down to 18. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but we have like all these different state laws, like in Indiana, liquor stores can't sell alcohol on Sundays and other states have that too. We still have dry counties. Like we have a lot of like drier, there's a lot more. Have dry counties? Yeah, there's still dry counties in Alabama. Where so you like in the whole county, county, you can't, can you drink? You just can't buy alcohol? You can't purchase. Yeah, you can uh-huh. bring it in. You just can't purchase it. But you know, everyone, I mean, has a lot of places, most states actually um, have that law. Like you can't buy alcohol before noon. You know, there's just a ton of. Not in Arizona. Really? Yeah. Like what about Sunday brunch? You know, that's interesting. I don't think, I'm trying to think what we do in Birmingham. If you can drink in a restaurant. I just know you can't buy it in the supermarket before 12. Hmm. I'm not sure. There's, but that's, I think is still the truth in New York state. I mean, it's not just an Alabama thing. Like you can't, the supermarkets don't open up, but then other places. We're also the youngest continental state. So I feel like our laws might be, you know, there there aren't a lot of like holdouts. Like we're just a hundred years old, you know, so. 
Gotcha. Although a hundred years ago, people probably still weren't selling buying alcohol like 10 a.m. Although, but this is a funny story. So I think one time we happened to be in um, Spain on New Year's Eve and we were going to wherever like their Times Square of Spain was. And I remember there was this police barricade and I think Harrison and I had like a bottle of champagne as did everyone else, you know, their glass bottle of champagne. And everyone was just like, they were filtering everyone through um, these police barricades, right? And they had all these police and, you know, we figured, you know, it was, you know, high security because it was post 9-11. And Harrison looks at me and he goes, oh man, like we're going to have to throw out our champagne. And we got a little bit closer and the policeman, the policemen were actually stationed there with red solo cups to pour your um, champagne from the bottle into plastic solo cups. <laughs> and it was the policemen who were actually doing it for you. <laughs> so, that talks about different alcohol laws. It was great. They had provided the red solo cups. They just didn't want the glass bottles. <laughs> it was great. Like, it was the funniest thing. Okay. Yeah. But I feel like, yeah, I feel like that is definitely a difference between America and other countries. All right, what's the next one? Chat up strangers. Americans' penchant for small talk can be off-putting. Who didn't grow up talking about the weather? Off-putting two people. Yeah, who didn't who grow up talking about the weather? Um, especially perplexing the fact that how are you isn't actually an invitation to open up. Okay, but here's, wait, an addendum to this. So the other one was we like our personal space, but allegedly we're the ones who chat up strangers. So it's like we chat with you from far away. I'm confused. Well, I think Purse was, no, actually I get that. It's like, I feel like when you're traveling, people, like foreigners will stand really close to you and then just not talk to you. Yeah, that's true. Friends that's will, like, true. Leave a respectful difference and then be like, so what do you think? What are you doing for hol- the holidays? Like, you know, <laughs> in fact, like, so my, my husband's oldest sister, she's, she's lived very internationally. She's lived abroad for a really long time in a bunch of different countries, but most recently she's been in London for like seven years. And it's funny because she was, we were at the airport and we were watching just this really sweet, like total stereotypical Midwestern grandmother, like just like, you know, just one of those people who just looks like they've never met a stranger, right. just chatting and, you know, lovely woman, very cute. Um, but but she, she remarked, she's like, you just never see that anywhere but America. That just is not something, you know, and, you know, it is funny that we're very- Who's she chatting with, this Midwestern? Just like the, the person sitting next to her, you know, the random oh. person, you oh, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just chatting it up. Yeah, but I think, I feel like sometimes though, remember, you'd be on the street, like in some, like international, by yourself as a woman, and you, heaven forbid you like made eye contact with a man and like smiled at him. He'd like steer his motorcycle over and say like, hey, pretty lady. And you're like, no, 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 wasn't that kind of talk. Yeah, oh, no, although, you know what, the last time I was abroad- was maybe three years ago and you know who else I feel like does this too is Australians I feel like Australians are a lot like Americans in this respect fun and wild in general like I feel like there's no place I've ever been that there wasn't like an Australian there on some sort of year-long sabbatical just checking out the world okay you know what to make this more interesting is is I would love to hear an international perspective. Yes, I'm thinking that is clear. Also, no, no. Also, like if we could, if we could also like slide in, like, and what would the Canadian do? You know what I mean? Because I feel like Canadians are like in like so similar to Americans. Then like so not, so not. No, nope, we're not. Well, and the other thing too is I get busted so many times because I'm very, very good at picking out accents, and usually I can always spot a New Yorker like from anywhere. I can always tell. But the one accent that trips me up is people from Toronto. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For some reason, they sound super American-y. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next one. Refuse to discuss finances. 
Americans generally do not. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. It's considered very rude. I can't believe you even asked me that, Graham. Yeah, that's so tacky. Um, No, just kidding. I wish people would wear a sign that said how much money they made in a year. I think it would be so helpful. (laughs) It's considered very rude and even more uncomfortable to discuss. Well, I think if you had to wear a sign, that's a little much. I know, but I just think it would be really, really helpful to get a sense, especially for children. Okay. That's a good point. Cover up. No, except for, except for all these like YouTube stars that are making a gazillion dollars would only encourage my children more. Right. That's true. Or Jojo Siwa. Anager's going to be Jojo Siwa for Halloween. Did I tell you that? I can't even begin. She's coming uh-huh. here to play a concert, I think, in the near future. What? When? Get me the dates. <laughs> okay, cover up. In a country where Speedos never stood a chance, it's no surprise that nude sunbathing is especially frowned upon. I think it has go- to go back to our large, extra large, triple large size portions and doggy bags. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Wait, I don't understand. We're the ones who enjoy covering up, right? Yeah, we don't like being nude because we like eating a lot. (laughs) Man, but nude beaches are hilarious. Like, yeah, when you go somewhere and you like stumble upon one by accident, because I really feel like it's not like it's usually just a portion of the beach (laughs) that is nude. But the you know, rest like, of the people just laughing. You're just like strolling down the beach and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is the nude section. Um, okay, laugh out loud, which we do a lot. The Japanese think it's rude to show one's teeth, which is why they aren't fond of Americans' tendency to let out hearty, open mouth guffaws. I like the word guffaw. Me too. And I like to but laugh out seen, loud. Um, sometimes when Japanese women laugh, they'll kind of put their hand over their mouth. Oh, it's, okay. Yeah, have you seen that? That's what they're doing is... Um, not showing their teeth. Have you ever seen that, how they put the hand over the mouth? Interesting. I didn't, I didn't make that connection, but. Yeah, it's very interesting. I like it. Um, smile a lot. Some experts think that Americans are just so damn nice. Oh, sorry. This is darn. Darn nice is because as the nation of immigrants, Americans had to find ways to transcend language barriers, hence the tendency to smile at strangers. That's nice. Remember at our school, we had the speaking tradition. Graham and I went to a school where it was only 1,600 undergraduate. And so, gosh, how many years before was it like right right at the founding? Anyway, they decided a long time ago that they were going to only, um, that we were, you had to say hi to everyone you saw on campus because it was too yes. small school to have strangers. And so it was called the speaking tradition. Remember that? It was a huge deal. It's a huge yeah. deal. Look yeah, at it for a very house. lovely environment. Yeah, you walked down wherever you were going and people greeted you. Every person greeted you. I would say for the most part, it had a 95% acceptance rate. Of of hellos? Of hellos. (laughs) Not to get into the school. It was hard to get into, but once you got in, everyone's in. Yeah, at least. It was nice. I thought it was lovely. Um, Okay, the measurement system. We've addressed this. We've addressed this. We've addressed your... Okay, eating at all. This actually is funny that visitors to the U.S. are often blown away by our size so of meals. People often gain weight when immigrating to the United States because they, in other countries, usually people will finish their plates. They will or they won't? They will. They'll but eat they, it all. Right, but we eat it all too. Our I don't know if we did. Bigger. I don't know. That's kind yeah, of- look at this. U.S. candy bars are an average of 41% bigger, sodas are 52% bigger, and yogurt servings are 82% bigger. Odd things to choose, but but yeah, so uh, there you go. Remember how you've heard that today before, that the size of your plate determines your portions. Yeah, oh yeah, so that's why I get really small cups. 
mm-hmm. and plates. Yeah, I serve the kids on really small plates and cups. And we only use drink glasses. You know, it's actually something I collect. I collect juice cups. You know what? We need to get some juice cups. I think that's brilliant. Also, I juice cups. We got, I got these stemless wine glasses because I was having a dinner party mm-hmm. and I wanted just something that I could store pretty easily. And stemless wine glasses are so easy to store. And I wanted to make you on the dishwasher and they're going to go in the dishwasher because there's no stem, you know? Mm-hmm. We're just cheapos. It was nothing fancy because um, I was so tired of like hand washing crystal after dinner parties. Mm-hmm. Um, they're so big. And I, I, you, you pour like what looks like a normal glass and you're like, that was like half a bottle. You know, they're just the biggest glasses. And I'm like, these are like dangerous glasses. So now I'm only using them for like, like parfaits. Yeah. Yeah. Parfaits. (laughs) With like lots of ice, you know, because they're ridiculous. Interesting. Uh, Yeah. Because you feel like you're just giving someone a little bit of nothing. You're like, here's one glass of wine. You're like, actually, I just give you 17. It's just a ridiculous size glass. Because the goblet is so big. That's actually very interesting. But Mm -hmm. you know, I don't, I've started shying away from our wine glasses with stems. I'd prefer stemless in general. I like the, I like the feel of it in my hand better. Well, I mean, these are just too big, but I think kind of over stems. You just don't mean to serve someone this insane glass, but it's just the size of your glass. Same thing with using the middle plates. I use the middle plates more than I use the big plates. Yes, the salad plates. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we serve our dinners on salad plates for the most mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm. Glad to know I'm not the only one doing that. Okay, expecting free refills. That's funny. That's gotten me a bunch of times. You know when you go to the restaurant and you order like three orange juices or whatever, you or they refill your orange juice in the morning for breakfast, but you get charged for three? That drives me bananas. Mm. But I guess orange juice, you never really get free refills on. Uh, I don't like orange juice, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. I drink a lot of that. Um, but soda, I guess. Yeah. I, well, it's it's hard because now my kids are at the age where they can get a soda. We go out to dinner. and oh, um, really? Yeah. My yeah. kids are not allowed to have that. Okay. Well, the, the rule is that we're not allowed to get wine if they, get, if they aren't allowed to get soda. We can't be like, waters, and I'll have a Chardonnay. Not that I ever a Chardonnay, but I'll have a Cabernet. So then they're... They're like, wait, then and you're like, ah, oh, fine. So you can have a wait. They busted you on it because you're getting something to drink. They get something. Yeah, and I was like, we are such hypocrites. We have, we can't do that. That's not fair. So either we're all like, everyone's getting water and no one's complaining, but if it's like, you know, we're going out to a nice dinner and we want to get a glass of wine, then they're like, that's not fair. We should get a Shirley Temple. So we're like, all right. Oh, the old Shirley Temple stage. But you know yep. what? Then come, but like then 17 refills later, I'm like, listen, they're not swinging by here with a jug of wine every 15 minutes. We're filling our <laughs> drinks like unless it's a, unless it's macaroni unless it's grill, macaroni grill. <laughs> we we got one glass you get one glass but anyhow mm. but yeah that's really hard with the kids because if you're not paying attention they'll give your kids like 17 sodas so okay insist on variety americans can't have just one thing it has to come in blueberry vanilla diet low fat low sodium big small round and grape that's funny i like that <laughs> nothing is grape flavored in the united kingdom Grape flavored man. As I'm saying this, and are just are just talk about soda. Welch's. I want a Welch's grape soda. I know. Remember grape soda? That was a treat. Mm. Yeah, that's good. That's but what really are good. they? What are they talking about? Well, my okay, let's go back to the coffee. grape juice. Let's go back to the coffee, right? Like all the coffee flavors here we have. Well, you know why I stopped, like why I drink my coffee black is because I realized that I was getting. I think we addressed this on the last issue. Is I didn't like all the substitutions. Like it got so annoying to always have to be like, I'll have two Splenda and 2% milk in my coffee and a little bit of cinnamon that now I'm just like, I want it black because I know wherever I go, somebody can pour me a cup of black coffee. 
That's that's why specifically I quit making modifications because I became so entrenched in needing my coffee how I needed it that Mm -hmm. it it was limiting. So I just took all the limitations away. Fine, but my mom and I both drink black coffee and yet she brings her own coffee when she comes to visit because I have like a Keurig. Because that's what parents do. They bring their own pillows. I love how people travel with their pillows. <laughs> Wait, but she she insists on like a really dark roast and I like a really light roast. Yeah, because your coffee's really watery. You drink really watery coffee. No, I do. And then I add water. Okay. Go into a debt for a degree. Europeans in particular balk at the cost of college in the U.S., which in 2016 was nearly 25000 a year for public in-state colleges and almost fifty for private universities. Meanwhile, countries like France and Germany can attend college for free. Blah, blah, lucky them. Yeah. Stop, bra- it's not like it's like, oh, no, we, we just really want to pay. Just, yeah, exactly. Like, I would love to pay a ton for college. Happy days, friends. And I hope it just keeps going up and up. Right. Freddie, where are you when we need you? Yeah. Tailgate. If anyone That's can solve one. that problem, France, let us yeah, know seriously. what to do. Let us, let us know. We'd love some ideas. We haven't figured out in the States. Okay, tailgate. It's weird enough that American football has nothing in common with the sport the rest of the world knows as football, mm. but the culture surrounding pro and college level American football is especially confusing to non-Americans. Okay, this is true because I do have cousins who live in France and I remember all they wanted to do was come tailgate That's whenever really they'd fun. visit. Yeah, they're like nuts for it and probably drink out, probably just because they're watching party scenes of movies. Yeah, they're like, where can I get one of those red solo cups? And a good old tailgate. And oh, the back tailgate. of a pickup truck. Fun. But that's funny. Like, that's true. Whenever I go to France, I want to be like, where's my bicycle with a wicker basket and a baguette in front and yeah. my beret? And, yeah. you know, <laughs> totally. we have yeah. our visions. We do have our visions. I, want, I, I kind of want to go to a college tailgate. Can you invite me on your next one, Graham? Oh, man. You can come. It's the season. It's fall. It's starting. Tailgate. Like tailgating in Arizona. It's totally my bias. But because, like, I didn't go to college here. Oh, yeah. And it's it so hot. Like, yeah, it just feels like I want to go tailgate properly. Yeah, you want like a crisp fall day. I want a crisp Lovely. fall day. Uh-huh. I want a little Coke and bourbon in my red solo cup. Absolutely. With like a cute little outfit. No joke. Yeah. Tailgating's great. No wonder like, people like it. Something in a camel cashmere maybe. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Plaid with some leggings. Clearly, I'm already moved on to the stage where I'm celebrating tailgating as someone visiting parents weekend. You have. Yes. I already made that transition. Right, that's what the moms wear to tailgate. That's totally what the moms would wear. Oh my goodness. Okay. Okay. Trick or treat. Trick or treat. Oh, oh maybe we should okay. save this for a trick or treat episode. I gotta get on that. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath, Graham. We know the Halloween content gets you going. <laughs> Some find it bizarre and point to it as another example of Americans' tendency to commercialize everything, but others are envious. Oh, here's a good one. I moved to the U.S. from Poland when I was 26. When my first Halloween came and my friends explained to me that I'm way too old to go trick-or-treating, it almost broke my heart. Oh, sad. Come trick-or-treating in my house. That is sad. I'm excited for the stage where I can sit on my front porch and welcome the trick-or-treaters. Oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Advertise everything. Prescription drugs are head scratchers to the rest of the world, whereas direct-to-consumer ads for medicine are largely illegal. Also strange to non-commercial to non-Americans, commercials for lawyers. It's hilarious. Aren't you proud that I did this list? This is yeah. great. Lawyers advertise everywhere. The rental villa we stayed in had at least four fridge magnets advertising lawyers. That's very interesting. I love it. Okay, sitting in the back seat. 
Okay, so if you hail a cab in a U.S. city, the driver will look at you funny if you climb in the front with them. But in places like Australia and New Zealand, opting for the back seat is considered rude and elitist. See, this is this is a matter. Do you think do you think Ubers kind of change that? Oh, because so many what? Because you do sit in the back in Uber. Well, no, because I feel like sitting in the back at a cab is like if you were sitting in the front, it's almost like why are you up here? Like this is my space. Don't be rude. Mm -hmm. With an Uber driver, it's like, hey man, it's my car. Like. Well, you know, you can sit in the front just like you're my buddy and I'm driving you. Like, it is like that weird hybrid of like, are you a professional driver or are you just like somebody who's giving me a ride? You know, like, because it would be really rude if my friend picked me up and I went and sat in the back. That would be really elitist. Super rude. With an Uber driver, it's like, which one are you? Are you just a friend I haven't met yet or are you my professional driver? But you know what's also funny is sometimes like if you drop someone off and then um, like let's say your your husband your I'm driving and like my husband sits in the back and you drop off a friend but then he just doesn't get up to move to the front seat. Have you yeah, that's that very happen? weird. It's really weird, and he just sits in the back while I drop him off. <laughs> that's very weird. Super weird. Okay, show too much in public restrooms. Visitors. Oh, this is amazing. I, I think I read this. I've actually read this particular comment before somewhere and every it's, it's changed the way I look at public restrooms. It doesn't make any sense. They're right. They're totally right. So, okay. So basically they're saying that our restroom stalls are um, not covering enough. I guess they don't like to see the feet maybe. Well, it's not just the feet. It's like, why, why is there like this like very obvious gap in the stall doors? Like, oh, the big gap where you could look through Proper door as opposed to like, I'm giving you privacy, but like, you can also totally look through this gap in stereo. Yeah, the gap. The gap is weird. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, yeah. Like, why are they designed that way? It's so weird. It is. They could just, like, yeah, if they just put another quarter inch on every side, yeah. they could solve the problem that makes everyone feel weird. Do you think it's for like, maybe, I mean, not to be crass, but like, do you think it's for like odor? Like if there's maybe to try to have like a more maximum flow of air? <laughs> I don't know. Like, is it an aerodynamic thing? It probably is. We should, we should get an engineer. Very weird. Maybe. Okay. Or maybe it's in case they lock it, you've got to be able to jimmy rug it. You know what I'm saying? Like stick something in the middle and like work the lock. Because, you know, think about it. My children have locked themselves in before and I've had to kind of like stick something in and kind of work mm-hmm. the latch. Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe it's like so you could slide something in. Ugh, so I think it's for all those reasons. Interesting. Well, safety first in the public restrooms in the U.S. Okay. Work all the time. Almost one in four American workers don't have any guaranteed paid leave. Paid leave. And those who do only get an average of 21 days. They should try podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> it's very flexible. I've been meaning to talk to you about your vacation schedule. <laughs> it's very <laughs> flexible. We're going to have to make some changes. <laughs> okay. Avoid harsh criteria. Yeah, but then our other job. Yeah. Again, our other what job is, this, is, what is like France and Germany where they're on vacation all the time and they're not paying for college. Yeah, Germany was cited again. Compared to other European countries, Germany, employees are required to offer workers a month of paid vacation days a year. Here's the question. Who's subsidizing Germany? I mean, I think you get into like very big economic political questions. Yeah, this is a much larger question. Like what is your income tax? That's the question. Yeah, I mean, I think it kind of depends on like, yeah, I think these are some of these are like macro political debates that I'm. Having. We don't we don't go to those low levels. Okay, next <laughs> on the list. Well, I I am on um I am on cough syrup right now. 
Oh, yeah, you have codeine. You are getting a little weird, Kirsten. <laughs> I'm really having to carry this one for you. Okay. Avoid harsh critiques. <laughs> In a discussion with America. Point in case you're getting a little weird, I'm carrying you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that would be a harsh critique, right? In a discussion with Americans, when they say, I wonder if this really is the best solution, they mean no. Um, if they say, I'm wondering if we ne might need more time, they mean no. Americans get confused or just plain mad if a German boss answers with st statements with no, that's good, or just go ahead. That's okay, so what we're saying is that we, we're more like casual, we're more like, oh, loosey-goosey, as opposed to like, no, we're not going to do that, or we're more like, no, I'm not going to do that. No, basically they're saying we dance around the issue. So I'm thinking the German answer would the German answer would be no. When so we're they're more when, straightforward, they're more straightforward. Well, there we go. Hmm. Score one, Germany. Why, why are they in such a bad mood? Why are they in such a bad mood if they get all this time of free college? Can they be a little nice for their employees? Good point. Dance around a little. <laughs> yeah. More. Stay fundamentally optimistic. That's the next one. This is okay. great. I think it's really nicely organized too. I feel like it's creating a great discussion flow. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Americans and Russians say different things when faced with the same situation. One website in Russia explained, okay. seeing the man who's fallen in the street, an American might ask, are you all right? Russians will inquire, are you ill? When we aren't sick, they stay well. Um, hmm. we in America, you Oh, well, this is nice. Okay, this is a good sum. In America, you can make mistakes, fail, and it doesn't matter. It is a fundamental feeling that to sometimes be incorrect is natural. Rather mm -hmm. than thinking about mistakes and failures, our kind of we are curious and we say, let's try anyway. Hmm. Okay. Go yeah. Us. I think so. I think failure. Okay, I'm going to give a point nice. America for that point one. Point America. That's um, how we invent things like cars and electricity. Yeah, we fail. We fail, we fail a lot. We fail beautifully. Who knows what kind of reviews will come in from this show? But that was thirty-seven things. If you could that was it. That was it. You're you out. Thoughts on that one? That I loved it. That we stay optimistic. You're right. You're right. Without failure. I mean, I think yeah. that, that 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 felt like a failure just to end on that. But now I'm thinking about it. and I'm thinking, you know what? It wasn't a failure. Try, try again. <laughs> and on that note, thanks for listening and welcome home. Oh my goodness! Thanks for tolerating me with my uh. I'm still not over this darn pneumonia, but but I'm going to be. I'm going to be because I'm an optimistic American who counts things in feet and inches. Welcome home. <laughs>